Hi, I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be focusing on how to write an effective presentation. Some of the best speeches, stories and presentations are about the successes that people have achieved. Yet, often the most well-received ones are the ones around people overcoming some sort of obstacle or adversity or, you know, sharing information about the bad things that have happened and how you can overcome it and how they affect us. So being open, being honest and being vulnerable. Every single person listening to this podcast now, reading my posts, watching my videos or any of the Facebook lives I've done, you have the ability to deliver a great presentation, whether that be a life lesson or some knowledge-based content or a story. However, it's key and really, really important to, irrespective of what you're presenting, to focus on three key things. And these are what my mentor calls GPS. Now, in this instance, it's not about where you're going or where you've been. It's an acronym that stands for gratitude, perspective and service. And we're going to look at each one of these in turn into how it can amend your current presentations to be more effective or if you're writing something new, how to design a presentation that is effective and efficient. So let's look at one of the, each one of these in turn. And the G stands for gratitude. Being grateful for the opportunity to share your information, your story, your knowledge, your learnings, the good and the bad. And quite often we take for granted the opportunities that we have around us and the fact that we have the ability to share all our learnings with other people. That is a massive opportunity for a presentation because people want to know what you've been through and how to you know, replicate your results if you've got good things, if you're talking about bad things or some sort of adversity that you've overcome. How you've overcome it can help them too. But it's important to focus on the fact that we live in a world where freedom of speech is all around us. We get to share our ideas, our lessons, our stories, but we've got the benefit of masses of media channels at our disposal, whether that be a keynote presentation, you know, in front of a live audience, delivery courses, online articles and blogs, your books, whether that's hard copy or ebooks. But what about Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter? Facebook Live, Instagram videos. We have the opportunity to get our message out there to be seen and heard, and quite often, you know, potentially from your living room while still wearing your pyjamas. For that, we should be really, really grateful. It's also important to note that you cannot be two different emotions at the same time. I don't know if you've ever tried when you're feeling sad to be happy or when you're feeling happy to be sad. You can't physically be two different emotions at any given time. So if you're focusing on the emotion of gratitude, of being grateful for having an audience, whether that is the live audience or the audience, even if it's only one or two people watching your Facebook videos or looking at Instagram posts, when we're focusing on that emotion, it means that it shows through to your audience, those who are listening, irrespective of what format you're utilising, whether that's gratitude for the experience that you're speaking about or gratitude for the listeners taking the time out of their busy day to listen to your podcast, your presentation. And that's why I focus right now. Yes, I've got content to to deliver, but I'm focusing on gratitude. It's there. I'm really, really fortunate to have the opportunity to utilizing the media of podcasts, get my message out there and help other people, hopefully. So your listeners are taking time out of their day to listen to your presentation. So remembering gratitude is absolutely key. That's the G. The P is for perspective. 
Now, I'm often told by people, oh, I couldn't possibly stand on a stage and deliver a speech. Oh, it's petrifying. It's my worst fear. It takes loads of courage. And I get this. But does it really? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, people who have a fear of standing on a stage and delivering a speech in front of people, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to do. But let's put it in some sort of context with some perspective being the focus word for this point. It does take courage to stand on a stage and deliver some sort of training or to talk about things, maybe a story or your life story, a journey that you've been through. But it's not the same type of courage as, you know, fighting for your country or facing a daily battle with a terminal illness. Having some perspective around your speech is absolutely imperative. So say you're scared. What is the worst thing that can possibly happen? Okay, now some people might say death, and I suppose technically that's true. And research does show that some people have died whilst being on stage. So if we look at performers like Tommy Cooper, but it wasn't the speech that killed him. It's always an underlying issue. So none are recorded as having died as a direct result of standing on the stage. But in all seriousness, though, whether it's the actual act of delivering a speech, presentation or pitch, or whether it's the expectations you're placing on yourself, like a particular reaction from your audience you know, a sales target being reached or some form of feedback from your listeners, you do really need some perspective around it. And the thing that helps with this is point three, which is the S. And the S stands for service. So whether you're writing a blog post, presenting to an audience or pitching a product or a service, it's important that you focus on saving your audience or your clients. These people have taken the time out of their day to listen to what you've got to say or taking time out of their busy lives to read your post or your article, to watch your video, to listen to what you have to say and it is your responsibility, it's your obligation to serve that audience. Now, with this focus in mind, it's going to ensure that you work on your presentation to ensure that you're meeting the audience needs rather than their expectations. So focusing on serving and helping other people will definitely help you to write top-notch effective presentations. So focusing on service, how can I help you? If you keep that at the forefront of your mind when you're standing on stage and delivering a speech, when you're writing a blog or an article, or even when you're answering people's questions in a network meeting and you're using public speaking on a one-to-one basis, service, how am I serving the audience? And those three things combined have made a massive difference to me personally within my speeches, but I know to a number of people that I've mentored, the GPS, gratitude, perspective and service. That's just one part of it though. How else can you draw up or create an effective speech? You've got to go back to basics. You've got to find out what people want and give it to them. Now that might sound really, really strange, but actually an effective presentation is only effective if the people listening to it want to hear what you've got to say. An effective presentation isn't necessarily about having all of the information in the world around the subject matter that you're talking about within the speech or the presentation. It's about providing the correct dosage of information in an entertaining and engaging format around a subject that people want to listen to. Now, How can you identify what people want? You can do it through market research. Ask people face-to-face. Identify shortfalls in the knowledge through the work that you've already carried out or one of the most effective methods is to ask. 
oftentimes we overcomplicate it. We think that our presentation or our pitch needs to have masses of detail and tons of data and facts. But if you ask your target audience, they might provide you with a completely different answer. How do I know this? Because I've tested it. I practice what I preach. And in fact, this podcast episode was born from me asking on a Facebook thread, what would you like me to cover in my upcoming podcasts? And one of my friends, lovely lady called Emerald. So if you're listening, Emerald, hello. She asked me to cover this topic. How do you write an effective presentation? So I found out what people want and now I'm giving it to them. So how do you identify that? This can be in written format posts. So you can do, you know, Facebook posts on a thread. You can ask people face to face when you're meeting them. So you'll know your target audience already. If your target audience for your podcast, your, you know, speech you're delivering or your presentation If your target audience is saying, oh, the last speaker was great, but X was missing, make a mental note, jot it down, take a physical note if need be, because that's what your audience want to hear. Listen to feedback, feedback of other speakers, presenters, people pitching their products or services. Listen not just to your, you know, your own thought process and your own feedback, but what the audience is saying. This was really good. Keep that in the presentations. This could be improved. The second way is to ask for feedback yourself. So on every different presentation that you deliver, whether it's someone that you know that you take along to give you some feedback, watching your own videos back and listening to your audience members. So mingling with your audience, both before and after your presentations, asking their thoughts on it. Quite often people won't say necessarily, oh, this was really good, but I think you were awful at this. But you'll hear the mutterings in the audience of this is what's missing. You can ask for direct feedback. You can send out emails. You can have feedback forms saying what you like about the presentation, what content was missing, what would you like to hear from in my next presentation. One of the best ways that you can find out what people want is to ask. And when you do, you'll be surprised at what presentation topics people would like you to discuss or people would like you to promote or write about in your articles. This was never kind of on my agenda to do as a podcast episode on writing an effective speech because I thought it was about what people want to deliver their speeches on will be a content piece. You know, why would anyone listen to me? But actually it's a back to basic. How do you do it effectively? So it can be any different format. It can be written format or it can be verbal format, but ultimately it's finding out what people want and giving it to them. So an effective speech will always follow a format. And if you've not yet listened to previous episodes, I would advise you go back, listen to the previous episodes of the podcast in which I've identified different parts of the system, specifically the Pentagon model, the what, why, how, what, if, and when. And you can utilize that model to create your speech. So that's a format for it, but the effective speech will be that format around a content piece that people are interested in, sharing your own knowledge, your own experiences, being open, honest, and vulnerable. Now, when you're delivering those speeches, another piece of data that I gathered from what people want to know is what's the right length, what's the right duration of your keynote speech. And often the keynote speech will be dictated by the organisation, the group, the person, the body that you're speaking for. So, for example, on a multi-speaker stage or a training day, the length of time is usually indicated in advance. So it may be an hour's keynote speech or a 30-minute interview, or it might be a full day-long training of eight hours. But in a keynote speech that you're not dictated the duration and the length of time for, if you're in charge of it, it can be as long or as short as you choose. If this is the main keynote presentation, I'd suggest 30 minutes up to 90 minutes as a maximum. It's a guideline. 
and that is just a guide. But because you as the speaker will need to interact with your audience to judge if this should be altered or some kind of breakout exercises or mini exercises or interaction is needed in order to break up the timings. So this was covered in episode 10. And then again, in a deep dive in interaction covered in episode 11 of the Present and Pitch in a Public Speaking podcast, if you've not yet heard it, listen back to those. Because according to a 2017 article in The Independent, the average attention span of a human is around 14 minutes long. Now, this obviously varies from situation to situation, and there are factors that can affect this, such as your tone. You know, if you sound quite boring, then that attention span might dwindle a little bit. If you're quite monotone or if the subject matter is dry or if it's something that people have heard about a lot, that attention span might differ ever so slightly. But if we're using this as a guide, 14 minutes being the average attention span of a human, then every 14 minutes as a minimum, you need something to change it up. Whether that's a tonal change, whether that's an exercise, a breakout, a Q&A, you know, taking questions at that section of your speech. However, I have been along to keynote speeches and interviews that have lasted much longer because the audience have wanted it to. And this is why using your interaction skills, checking in with your audience, focusing on your service is so important. It is really important, however, to note, never overstay your welcome. Even if you've delivered the best keynote speech ever, if you've overstayed your welcome and you've just gone that bit too long, If it's been on a multi-speaker stage where you've been given a set amount of time, then you're likely to be asked back again by the promoters or the people who are organising it. But not only that, people will forget the important things that you've said and remember mostly he or she did a four-hour keynote speech with no breaks. So it's really important to identify, again, I'll give you those guidelines, I'd say minimum 20 minutes, 30 minutes ideal, up to a maximum of around 90 minutes in your keynote speeches. Many keynote speeches, when you look to book people for them for your events, will have kind of 55 minutes to an hour as a guideline. And I think that's a good guideline to work to. But as I say, it's a guideline. You never want to cut it short, particularly if you're really in flow, your audience are really engaged in what you're saying. There's no saturation for the keynote speech. So use the timing guidelines set by the organiser or the promoter or the person offering you the opportunity to present. Interact with your audience to gain feedback as to how they're coping with your presentation, the pace that you're running at, whether it's the right amount of information. And remember, the size isn't everything. It's about the content, the context, and giving your audience what they want and need. So focusing on the duration, size isn't everything. You can provide the best ever presentation in the world within just a few minutes if the information is good, the content valuable. And you've saved your audience. Conversely, you could speak for three hours, but provide less information, insight and knowledge, thereby not saving your audience and using wasted words. It's also really important to follow a format, a tried and tested format. And I've already provided this for you on previous podcast episodes. If you recall back to the Pentagon model, it's got a clear begin and a clear middle and a clear end. So remembering what it is that you're focusing on, what you're talking about. And this should have been identified through your market research or what people have asked you to deliver your presentation on. That's the what. Remember why you're doing it. This comes back to your service. Why does your audience member need to hear what you've got to say? Features versus benefits. Remember what's in it for them. 
the how, the detail, the step-by-step guide, the information, the core content of the model. The what-ifs are overcoming objections, the fears, doubts and concerns that people have. And then the point to note at the end is the when, when people should do it, the action that you want your audience to take. So if you piece all of those things together, you can create a really effective speech. So let me just summarise for you. You need to focus on GPS, gratitude. You've been given a gift, be grateful for it. Perspective, it's not life or death. What do you want to share? What's the message you want to share with your audience? And remembering that you could be doing people a disservice if you don't share that message, if people don't hear it. The S, service. How can you serve and help your audience members, your clients? GPS. In addition to your GPS, you need to ensure that you're finding out what people want and giving it to them. Identify the core information that people are asking for, what's missing in other people's presentations, what information do you have that they want to hear about. Quite often it's not what you think. Quite often it's the vulnerability or the highs and lows. Quite often it's the overcoming of adversity, not just the bare basic facts on what your content piece is around. The correct dosage of information. So having the right duration of keynote and not being such a stickler for it being a set amount of time unless the organiser identifies that. The quickest way for you to stop yourself from getting any more gigs is to overstay your welcome and to go over time on somebody else's stage. However, if you're delivering a keynote speech, maybe you're the only speaker there at that event, maybe it's your own event, and there's no set time frame, use the guides provided previously, 20 minutes minimum, up to around about 90 minutes. Go over if the audience are asking more questions, want more information, but ensure that you have regular breaks throughout, whether it's a break, a mini breakout session, an exercise, go back to previous episodes, episode 10 and deep dive episode 11 into the speaker interactions. Give people what they want, but never overstay your welcome. And remember to focus on GPS, gratitude, perspective and service. Follow a true format that has been tried and tested. And each part of this has been identified in previous podcast episodes. So how do you write an effective presentation? You find out what you want and you give it to people. You need to be true and authentic. Don't try and change who you are, be who you are, because that's why people want to hear your message follow and own the traits of the greats as I said but be yourself don't try to be something that you're not use the format use the system use the guidelines but be you share your message and that is the truest form of an effective presentation no two presenters are exactly the same no two people deliver the same piece of core content in exactly the same way and that is why it's important for you to find your passion find your core and share your message and get it out there. The most effective presentations are those that come from the heart with GPS at the core of them. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking. My name is Tony Gargan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.